Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 165. This interview is with Jeff Rawls, CMO of Yext, the leader in digital presence management, which is now called DPM. It's an extremely interesting space for any business with a physical presence, linking the store with the internet and smartphone. In this interview, Jeff tells us about Yext and the opportunities for business to enhance the link between mobile and retail. We also discuss the company's own digital transformation. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset, that's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot com, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick and enjoy the show. So Jeff Roars, welcome to Minter Dialogue, a repeat offender. And the last time we spoke, you it was winter, so we're coming into that season again, although I see you have some sun. And yes. uh, and last time things were different. So tell us uh, who you are, where you're, where you are now, and what's your mindset these days. Yeah, so an honor to be back. Uh, I am now sitting in New York City as the chief marketing officer of a company that goes by the name of Yext Y E X T. We are the leaders in digital location management, and so uh, it was a uh, kind of an unexpected change of scenery. I had done uh, a combined eight years at Exact Target and Salesforce. Uh, be divided up properly at six at exact target, two at Salesforce uh, post acquisition, and it was an amazing ride. You know, great folks, and uh, just you know, got contacted by someone about this opportunity, and uh, frankly, couldn't be more excited to, to be here and grow the team and uh, and help them kind of get to the next level of, of where they're at. All right, so what was the thing that that made you say, Yeah, I'll do this? It wasn't any one thing. There were several buy signs when people, you know, asked me because uh, my ears and eyes have kind of been open for a little bit. Uh, I like building things. I like being a part of a team. Uh, and what my role had become in the last couple of years, in part by design, especially because of my book audience, was really, you know, a global traveler doing a lot of marketing presentations and trying to inspire marketers around this notion of building proprietary audiences. Uh, and not just focusing on content marketing instead of, you know, focus on the fact that, look, you've got to have great content, but there better be an audience that grows with you. Right. So that, <clears throat> that mission is still near and dear to my heart. Um, but the buy signs here were the initial conversation I had with uh, this recruiter who called me. Um, they were telling me about this great company in New York, and, and then they revealed the name, and I was kind of going through my, my backpack uh, that I take to all my events and speeches, and lo and behold, I pulled out this, uh, I don't really know if I have one here with me, I don't, but a little tin of mints that had, well, it's kind of like this, this is actually more of a battery, but uh, yeah. that had the X logo on it. Uh-huh. And uh, I took that as a sign. It, it turns out I had gotten that at, a, at an SMX event that I had spoken at. And here I am having conversation, and uh, Yax is on this thing in my back. So that was sign one. Sign two was as I did the research, uh, Howard Lerman is the co-founder and CEO, is a serial entrepreneur. Um, he is a product CEO. He is very passionate about innovation. And in fact, as I've spoken to clients since joining, that's one of the terms they, they use to describe why they work with Yes, is that we're innovating. We're trying to help them with the next big thing. We're trying to think around corners for them. So that piece was important. Uh, our CFO, who, was, uh, who joined last November, so prior to me joining, is a gentleman by the name of Steve Cakebread, 
who was the CFO and president of Salesforce when it went public oh. and also helped tank Pandora public. So that's a nice buy sign. Okay. And, um, you know, last but not least, this is kind of the greatest brand that nobody's ever heard of in the, in the B2B software as a service space. Um, it deals with location as a core foundational element of your marketing in a mobile age. And every company that has a brick and mortar location or restaurant or store or what have you needs, you know, to be working with us. And so I saw that as a cool challenge. And, uh, and now with a little over two months under my belt, I can honestly tell you I'm still as excited as they want to be here. All right. I want to get into your job a little bit afterwards, um, but let's let just start start with telling us what is digital location management or D, I guess you call it DLM amongst yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do it by analogy because the other thing that was buy side for me is the opportunity here and in this marketplace is very similar to what exact target had in email eight years ago. So email is foundational to e-commerce and the web, right? It is the connective tissue that uh, still to this day is the number one sales driver of the direct one-to-one channels, right? Far surpasses social media, far surpasses pretty much everything else. Totally. Um, When you look at a mobile age where consumers are absolutely addicted to this device, right? Their smartphone. They are headed down in this as they enter stores. They are showrooming, scanning device, you know, scanning barcodes and stuff. The fundamental foundation for this world is location. About fifty uh, percent or more of the searches that occur on this device have a local element to them. And so, if your location data is wrong in any way, I'm talking name, address, phone number, store hours, promotional elements, you risk not only losing customers, people who would have come to your doorstep, but you also risk uh, having brand frustration uh, that kind of, you know, metastasizes and, you know, is a frustration you don't even see, it's invisible. And uh, you also risk missing out on opportunities uh, down, the, down the road to develop deeper relationships with customers. So um, in managing, you know, in being a digital location management platform, we provide that software as a service, single login for companies to upload and manage all of their store or restaurant or business location information, and then publish that out to 100 plus global publishers so that you've got full control, you eliminate duplication, uh, and you now turn what was static off the incorrect information out there on search engines, apps, maps, directories, GPS systems, into active promotional elements that are driving mobile consumers to your doorstep. So does that mean that by updating your data, it's more favorable in the search engines? I mean, like if I if I were to say yeah. my hour, my hours have changed right. when you update it, that that actually makes you more live and then puts you up in the research, in the results? So there, there are two parts to my answer there. First of all, with our publisher network, what we do is we supplant their third-party aggregated data. So the way that it works, and this was very, and I had been around the search industry for about 10 years prior to joining, well, actually about seven years prior to joining Exact Target, speaking of the SES and SMX shows. <clears throat> and it really surprised me that here we are, you know, eight years removed from that. And search engines, maps, apps, directories are still getting their data, the location data, from third-party aggregators. So Secretary of State filing records, credit bureaus, 
things where the information is just not always right. And it's very frustrating to the business owner because they want to change it and it can take months if they're even able to change it via the hand submission process. So what Yex does is it builds that integration with those publishers so that when the publisher knows, hey, this this customer is now with Yex, it supplants that third-party data. So now what you see is your Yext data, your managed location data. Now, the other part of your question that's interesting is that one of the big players that does not partner with anybody to offer that kind of service is Google. And Google obviously is an 800-pound gorilla in the space. However, they are reliant on, on their algorithms, and their algorithms are constantly spidering the web looking for data consistency or inconsistency. So, yes, you can use, and we have a managed, hand-managed process for submission to Google, and our, we recommend customers do that. However, you're beholden to their process as to when that goes live. The algorithm, though, looks out and says, hey, these 10 authoritative sources are consistent. Ours is inconsistent. Ours must be wrong. Let's flip that. Now, you don't have complete transparency into that because right. it's just the way that Google works. But what we find is through both our powerlessness product and then our handcrafted pages product, once you have that kind of consistency from numerous authoritative sources, it helps improve your overall search engine optimization and visibility. And specifically in Google. That, that is true. That's it. Because when I, when I listened to you, we were chatting before about your 100 different applications and you didn't mention Google. I uh, you know, have to imagine that Google and Google Maps is you know, by far and away the, the lead search results mechanism. You, know, you don't go into Yelp. I mean, you know, obviously there's Yelps, there's Yahoos and, and Bings and, 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 all, and TripAdvisors. Right. And I, but Google's still got to be the, the largest. I mean, what, give, me, give, me some, give us some ideas as to how, how true that is or not. So there is truth to that, but I want folks to think about their own uh, search behavior now because search is not this monolithic thing that happens on this laptop that I'm, that I'm speaking to you through right now. It happens here. And it happens in, in your the- mobile. In your mobile. Right. And you'll notice that I am an Apple loyalist. Okay. I tried to switch to Android a number of years ago. Good luck. And, uh, frustrated the Jesus out of me, but I can appreciate people are different. Well, Apple has a, a, a very significant share uh, of the mobile market, as we all know. And when you do all kind of the backwards math, you discover that about 25% or greater of mobile search is coming through this device. Mm-hmm. Well, Apple just updated their operating system. Yeah. The iOS 9 push makes it so that now Google Spot, or I'm sorry, uh, Apple Spotlight Search, their Safari Search, all of these things are going to prioritize the apps on your device as well as apps in the ecosystem that aren't even in your device and Apple Maps and Apple properties. So for a very large you know, population, about 25% or more of the mobile device users, making sure you're visible on Apple in an accurate fashion is now critical. And we have that, that direct integration with Apple Maps to serve that population. The other thing that's changed is you'll notice that I said that on this device, it's now indexing apps that you have and those you don't. Do not have, yeah. so we just released a screens feature that allows you to create custom mobile screens in your app to target those local searchers. 
because we think that this is kind of the new battle for shelf space, first mover status that's going to happen. And so we're seeing a number of uh, clients really gravitate towards that because their app is such a, a central part of their ecosystem. They want to make sure that it is one of those top search results that people are seeing in context, in location, when they are at a physical place at a point in time. One of the things that strikes me, uh, Jeff, about Yext, it, it, it harkens back to my conversation I had last week with a friend of mine called Del Levine, who, who's running uh, marketing effectiveness at Nielsen. And, oh, yes. and what was interesting there was the discussion about how Nielsen's integrating with other parties and partners, including Google, by the way, uh, in order to be able to provide a, a more effective ratings and measurement system. And so what you're doing, and maybe not just your value added, but somehow your obstacle to entry, is creating these partnerships with all these other companies. And that's sort of going to you know, guarantee your position. Is that, would that be a somewhat fair statement? Well, certainly we built the the biggest, uh, you know, most robust publisher network, um, and that was critical to our success, right? This isn't something that you can do in a vacuum on your own. Right. You have to leverage APIs so that you are pushing that out in real time or near real time uh, to their editors so that your customers are seeing results. So that is absolutely a, a critical piece of, of uh, the success story here at Next. The other thing I think that's interesting, though, is that, you know, it truly is a, a location management platform. So the DNA of Yext is all about location. So we, we refer to it as, you know, helping companies tap into the power of location or harness the power of location. So you think about um, social media advertising, and there's some really interesting articles out there about how, you know, there's there is so much attention in digital advertising to uh fraud uh, as being kind of the thing that is running up costs in digital advertising. One of the things that people are missing, though, is really specificity around location, that there's too much generality when you're trying to target a geo. And so what we're seeing some of our customers doing is starting to leverage their location database with Yax to push that out into their social advertising to ensure their targeting is more specific. Mm. And that actually is one of the things that we've got coming out with a new product, at least in the States, uh, leveraging beacons, it's going to be quite interesting. Well, that that's cool. Yeah, I can just imagine because it becomes a, a more precise call to action. Correct. Correct. And again, remember, at least if not more than 50% of the searches on, on, on mobile devices are local in nature. Um, but I, I challenge your audience, go out into nature today, walk around your neighborhood, open up your mobile device, look at Facebook, look at Google, look at these things, and look at the ads that are being served to you and count how many actually are local in nature as opposed to, you know, being at things that you looked at while you're online. There's an extraordinarily large disconnect right there. Yeah, and so that's what we're solving for and others are solving for is to yeah. increase the relevance in the moment. Yeah, they're still sending you to a dot com site for God's sake. Um, right. So let, let's talk a little bit more about Yext. You've got, it's a hugely growing business based in New York. How many, how many people do you have today uh, working for you? Sure, we're uh, over 400 folks globally. And I know you said before you've been hiring rampantly in the market area, marketing yeah. area. Um, how many countries are you working with? Uh, we probably are reaching about 20 different uh, countries, maybe a little bit more. Uh, obviously very strong in the U.S., Canada, uh, also very significant footprint in the U.K. and Europe. Um, we also have a growing footprint in New Zealand and Australia. 
And what are the obstacles to approaching a market? I mean, so might, are these technological? Are these privacy? What kinds of obstacles do you come across when you're going in? So I think the if we focus on the power listings product, right, that that product is dependent on having a really great publisher network. So I don't know that it's an obstacle, but it's really just a piece of the business that you know we need to uh, bring kind of the local publisher ecosystem up to speed on the value that we offer mm-hmm. and why customers want this singularity of management in real time with extraordinary accuracy and new kind of promotion features. And once they become really kind of aware of that, the conversation goes rather quickly. Because for the majority of those publishers, it seems ironic, but ensuring the accuracy of that business data is not job one for them, right? I mean, they are, they are a sales organization. They are selling content. And so we are solving for a unique problem in that ecosystem that many of them come on board and are and are extraordinarily happy to you know be partnered and renew with us because that's just a piece off of their plate they don't have to worry about they've got a great partner that they can refer people to for that business location management so this question is a little bit out of left field and it's a little bit of a red herring we're going to get back to it in a moment but it just makes me think i mean (laughs) you know uh i think of another problem which so many of us have which is our bios and, and, you know, company bios. And so you have 160 characters on Twitter. You have 1,000 characters here, 180 there. And, and so and, you, and yet you want to have that consistent as well for you as an individual. Jeff Roars is out there on here, here, here. And he does this and he's, a, and he's written that and he works here. Oh, when I change or I add a new book. Oh, shit. You know, you got to go in and you have to change them all. Wouldn't that, I, I don't know if that exists, but I, you know, that, maybe that's another business we need to start. Well, I think it's called LinkedIn, but I think you're highlighting a really great opportunity for them in terms of, you know, a different level of social presence management. Uh, because I agree with you. I mean, I just went through this, right? I've exactly. Had a little over two and a half months, and I had to go and try and touch everything. And I know I've missed stuff because every once in a while I get something, you know, emailed to me, hey, this wasn't updated. You might want to change this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the... The, the web is this luggage we carry around and, you know, we kind of, uh, we hit the highlights, right? Update Facebook, update LinkedIn, update Twitter, but inevitably there's other stuff floating out there. That's so, long uh, tail. LinkedIn minds are listening because I think there's probably a good, you know, kind of push publish message there to third party sites. All right. So coming back to Yext and the companies you work with, you've, you've got a lot of companies, 50,000 or something companies you're working with. Uh, how many of them are small? And, and I mean, are you, can you work with a the, the baker on the side street as much as you can work with a Exxon or Total? Yeah, so we've got over 520,000 global uh, business locations under management. Um, we go to market through SMB. So if folks go to yext.com, there is a you know check my listings uh, feature there. They can enter in their location or just a sample location. And, um, and that feeds a lot of our uh, SMB sales. So those are direct uh, you know, places that have one to 25 locations. Um, then you've got our partner model. So we also have partners who, uh, who work with that same part of the marketplace. Those are everywhere from super large you know, companies, say like Dex or Yahoo, that are helping companies register their domain, set up their website, and and what we offer is one of the complementary services in their portfolio, all the way down to a mod pod digital, um, 
digital uh, uh, marketing firm, right? That's helping them with SEO and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So that partner network, I think we're over 3,700 partners, certified partners out there. And then the last piece, uh, and really kind of our fastest growing, is our enterprise, which is you know 25 locations and higher. Um, and you know, in terms of going to market there, um, you're really looking to solve enterprise scale problems. And one of the interesting things that I did not expect is, again, there are a lot of parallels with what I saw in the email world. Back eight years ago, you'd go in and try and sell uh, an email service provider like Exact Target, now Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and your number one competitor was a homegrown system, right? right? And it wasn't usually just one. It's usually there's a homegrown system, and then they're using this ESP for this and this and this, and they have multiple things going on. When we go in and sell um, on the location management side, the number one competitor, honestly, is kind of doing nothing because people just think this is done for them, that you know, Google and others fix this for you. And the fact of the matter is they don't. And then the number two is they have all these different location databases that different people are inputting information and they don't talk to each other. So there's, there's a prospect we went into that eight separate location management platform uh, databases, um, all internal, none external never communicated with each other. So they had 8x the data entry costs. They probably had 8x the computation effort. And so this, again, is one of those interesting, um, people think it's set it and forget it, but it's now an ongoing thing. And you you think about this from an operational standpoint, right? Legal, operations, marketing, real estate, all of these different groups, it's important that they know Where's the location? Where's the loading dock compared to the customer entrance? Where are all of these things? And that's what gets me excited is that location is this foundational element of the enterprise. Mm-hmm. And right now the focus is very much on marketing, but there are certainly other opportunities I think that are helping. Yeah, we talk a lot about a marketing automation these days, <laughs> right? Uh, and right. this is more like a location automation. And I, I've been into a lot of big companies, and, and it's amazing. They, they'll focus about maybe how their listings are correct on their own website, but then, and that's where it stops. You know, on my on my website, I got my sixty five stores. Yeah. Uh, and well, so- the point is, I just had the experience of trying to buy an HDMI cable. I uh, just got a new television. I uh, needed a new cable. Uh, looked up online, and it was a Saturday. It was late, and I thought, oh, I'll go to my cable provider's store. And I looked on their website, and I looked across a couple other websites, and everything said they were open until seven. And I drove up with my daughter, who didn't really want to do this errand with me, and sure enough, closed at five, and that's what was printed on the door. And I watched two other cars pull up and have the exact same experience. So that is the great hidden frustration of consumers, and they blame the maps, they blame the brand. I totally, I mean, I I, I want to get to one small other part in a second, but... Uh, I, I was remembering, I think it was the Met or something like that museum, when they did their multi-million dollar uh, refresh of their site, the, you had to go through three clicks in order to find the how to get to the museum. And because they thought about, you know, well, I know how to get to my museum. I don't need to worry about that. That's sort of an anecdote. Um, when you look at the industries that you have, are there some where this is more important than others? I mean, like, if you know, like a, your hairdresser. Well, you've been to your hairdresser for 12 years in a row. You're not going to lose that. But, you know, but at the same time, people want a new hairdresser. 
So, or are, you know, I'm just visiting in town, I want a hairdresser nearby. I mean, I worked at L'Oreal, so that's why it always comes top of mind. But, it, you know, are there some industries that you feel are, you know, <laughs> you guys are completely needing it more than others, or is it sort of across the board? Well, if you're in a, if you're in a business that is uh, expanding rapidly, franchises, those types of businesses, this is critically important because it's immediately establishing you in those new markets in ways that you are seeing across mobile devices that consumers are consuming information looking for information. Also, if you were in a business that is contracting and really changing your footprint, we've had a number of uh, customers in the enterprise space who have you know, actually downsized stores, gone through bankruptcies, what have you, and they want to eliminate, you know, they already know their consumers are on edge, and they need to eliminate the frustration of having one of their old locations show up as being open when, in fact, they close it. And so they use our platform to effectively communicate that and redirect people to the open locations. If you're a small business, I mean, the stats on small businesses are what, like 20, 25% of them, if not more, um, don't even last a year. Well, if you want to get up to speed quickly with a mobile user, then you really do need a service like Yes. Yeah, so you need to be out there. Um, on all of those different uh, search engines, maps, apps, directories right away. And I think it's important for marketers, we get um, we get very myopic where we have our own experiences and we right. ask ourselves, well, why would I need to know you know, my, my, my barber or why would I need to know that restaurant? It's always been there. Well, that restaurant wants you to return, but they also need to attract new customers, sure. right? To the area and they don't know uh, what they don't know. Um, and that also gets into kind of the new product that we're getting out, which is going to leverage beacons. And again, we're only doing this in the States, but power listings and our pages, organic, uh, you know, handcrafted pages product, those are ways in, in third party and first party ways to drive people to your doorstep in a mobile consumer age. What our, our beacon product is going to do is allow people to now maximize their home field advantage to create engagement opportunities in store regardless of whether people have your mobile app, and then engagement opportunities post-visit. We want to turn your physical locations into that amazing home court advantage. Um, you know, right now, as we're recording this, you were sharing how you're going to the Rugby World Cup, right? Yes. I imagine there are some folks who very much want to see uh, England and, and uh, other uh, local countries do quite well, right? Because yeah. there should be a home field advantage. Indeed. Same thing holds true for those who have physical stores, that is, you know, really the place that face-to-face -face commerce happens, where relationships are built and deepened, and we want to be a part of. That's cool. So, Jeff, in the last few minutes that uh, we have, wanted to talk to you about your life, your new life as a CMO at, at Yext. So, uh, compared to your job before at Salesforce, obviously, where you, you know you're in a much larger organization, here you're driving the whole thing. And as companies within, you know, you have lots of CMOs who are dealing with the new pressures. You're dealing with a, a digital first organization run by a, or at least founded and run by a, a serial entrepreneur who did confide, as I remember. Yes. Um, how, how is it different in, in your space uh, to drive the digital agenda within the company? In other words, you're, you're overlooking everything. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, digital transformation, you know, is it part of your life or is it just sort of innate and everything's flying perfectly and communications are flying? Or, or do you feel that, <laughs> just kidding, nothing's perfect. But, you know, there, to what extent is transformation necessary within your organization to keep driving and changing and innovating with the new times? 
you know, it, it, it's a huge part of what we're going through right now. Uh, Yext is a nine-year-old company that's arguably really just about four and a half years old. And the reason is, is that when they started nine years ago, it was a pay-per-call company. So they built pay-per-call technologies where the innovators in the space. And then about four and a half years ago, Howard and then Brian Disselberg, our, our, our co-founder, had the idea for power listings. And they realized the market opportunity with power listings was far greater than the current product set. And I still have to get the full story on this, but amazingly, they had the guts to go to the VCs who invest money to the board and say, we need to pivot. We need to sell off the legacy business and focus exclusively on location and this product. And they did it. And it's been that hockey stick growth that you see in you know, B-School reports. What that meant, though, is that they shifted a team and had a lot of uh, custom kind of approaches and technologies and things to put in place. And it has worked wonders. But now with the acceleration and growth, you have to have that next level of maturation where you put in tried and true uh, systems to manage sales, to manage finance, to manage marketing. And so that digital transformation for us is learning from the best you know, out there as to what they're using, getting ourselves up on that platform, now creating better reporting, greater measurement, so that we can do uh, more accurate planning, forecasting, investment in our future. And um, so our digital transformation is happening in some ways right now, even though we are a digital company. And for me, um, you know, I have increased my team size by 50%, added some senior leadership to a very capable young leadership team already. And I have this wonderful hybridization of ideas and energy and everything else. And so, um, you know, with our product launch, we've got this big event in New York, uh, uh, week of uh, September 28th, um, and then taking some events out on the road, you know, we're going to be kind of crawl, walk, run. Um, so one of the things I'd love to do right now is I would love to completely redo the website. I would love to really dig in and make it uh, very, very much customer journey centric. I, there's only so much you can bite off and do at once. Mm-hmm. And so we've given ourselves permission to have this fall, early winter period as kind of our sandbox to explore with our eyes on, you know what, come spring, there is going to be a new you know, vision for Yaks, a new expression of that on the website. And we are going to have, you know, in the next few months, really rock solid lead gen, uh, marketing automation, lead nurturing, customer engagement uh, programs and practices. Um, so, you know, it is uh, it is a really fascinating change because you're right in a larger organization like Salesforce, you've got a mature organization, people who've been there for a very long time. Here, we're creating that group. There's some who have been here since the initial inception of the X nine years ago. Some have been here since the initial inception of power listings. And now I and others are bringing in kind of this new blood. And so it's, you know, crafting that culture and helping to move forward energetically in a way that serves our customers. So yeah. that gets me, that gets me excited. You know, I, I just, I'm just about to publish uh, a, a post about digital transformation. And my, and I, my statement is this, my digital transformation cannot work if internally your internal systems and communications don't reflect the way you want to communicate with your customers. Yeah, I, I, I would totally agree. Um, and I think I would go a step further. What we're trying to do is almost kind of cultural transformation. Um, the best marketing, in my mind, simplifies, right? So 
So we were saying all these things about what we were and what we did. When we hammered the, the tagline, the power of location, everybody's like, yeah, that's it. We are about, we are about how, helping companies harness the power of location. And that streamlined their thinking. So too, in the business applications of this, once the process is in place and they begin to see how they're empowered by data, that transforms how that now they think about it and it creates this culture of um, optimization, constant improvements, you know, challenging ourselves to get better, uh, not just for you know business results, but again for customer results. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's been the biggest opportunity. I love uh, I love Exact Target. I really enjoyed Salesforce. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that organization. But for me, you know, professionally, I wanted that chance to build my own team and be a part of this team that has a tremendous growth story to write. Superlative. Well, time is of the essence, Jeff. So what's the best way to reach out to you or at least follow what you're up to? Sure. So uh, Twitter is a great way to follow me, at J-K-R-O-H-R-S. Uh, and if folks do have uh, questions about Yext, they can go to yext.com. And uh, you will also find me out there in uh, on the speaker circuit still. No doubt. Uh, around. And uh, should anybody have any inquiries, they can also email me at jroars at yext.com. Looking forward to that. hopefully catching up with you when you come visit in London. Thanks for coming on the show, Jeff. Uh, and and thanks for making the uh, best kept secret a little less less uh, less of a secret. That's my goal. All right, super, Jeff. Have a great day. You as well. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com. That's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray.
with all your favorite shades And we paint it with our fingers To show the world the way we feel Oh, all the way I feel Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.